It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Thursday, November 17th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the BNS 20 Minutes or Less Pisscast. Welcome to the Pisscast. Uh, we're having a good week of shows, I feel like. At least I hope you've... You agree. Totally. Um, yeah. Some some days, like, you're just struggling to find stuff to talk about. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I got a show tomorrow. What are we going to talk about? And then other days, there's, like, too much good stuff, and it seems to be that kind of week right now. Yeah. Like, when I, when we build the show in the morning, we, we try to, we kind of know when our audience peaks in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, like, early in the morning, it, start, it starts growing, and then it peaks around, like, 8 o'clock or so. So we try to put what we think is going to be our strongest stuff when we know the most people are listening. But... This week I've had trouble like deciding what the best stuff is. Yeah. So there's, there's been lots of good stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff that didn't even make the podcast that could have, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's if you listen to the live show, there is obviously still a real benefit to that too. Totally. Uh, on today's show, we're gonna play pop up audio for you. We're gonna make beans sexy. That's a tall order. Yeah, we are. Uh, friend of the show called with a with a Terry that he used to work with. Uh, talk a bit about Donald Trump's presidential bid. Our attempts to contact aliens throughout history. This was interesting. Uh, Shauna's going to quiz me on the Scottish accent and see if I can understand someone with a real thick one. Yep. Another small town news inspired by a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Shauna's got gray hair now. I do. We learned a lot about that. Yep. Uh, and a big news story that we missed from yesterday. I can't believe it. It's after your out of context clip of the show. We rise together back to the moon and beyond. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I have no idea how we missed this story yesterday because I usually wake up and check the news, see what I missed the night before. But uh, the night before last, uh, Artemis 1 successfully launched. Okay, this was super Florida. weird because leading up to it and the first two launch attempts, it was, all, it was all over the news. Yes. It was everywhere. And then this time, when it actually happened, it was nowhere. I know. I was like, what? I know. I saw this history. I was like, what in the hell? The, the launch delays leading up were a bigger story than the actual yeah. successful launch, which doesn't make sense to so me either. Weird. So I, I missed it yesterday completely. But if you can see any of the videos, it's a spectacular launch. Like this, is, I think it's the most powerful rocket in uh, in operation right now. Wow. And they, they launched at night from Cape Canaveral in Florida. And like when those boosters go, it is sick. It's so cool. You know what's weird is when they send pictures or, or you see video of this kind of thing now, uh, it almost doesn't look real. Because of how quali- high quality it is? Yeah. Yeah. Because we've seen for so long all of the fake pictures and all the videos like from you know TV shows and movies and stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah, this is what it looks like. And now I see it for real and I'm like, I feel like I've seen this before, <laughs> but before it wasn't real. Or so- even the grainy footage from you know the first time around yeah. when you're going to the moon, like with the the Saturn V rocket and stuff. But uh, so Artemis 1, is it's on its way to the moon right now. It's going to hang out around the moon for a few days and then come back. And then Artemis 2 will have a crew on board. And Artemis 3 will have a lunar landing is how they've planned this. <sighs> so awesome. within the next few years, hopefully, there will be people back on the moon, which is just so exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Um, tell me, though, Shauna, this is the video from NASA of the launch. It sounded like the guy who was counting it down kind of boofed. Okay. So he uh, he had I'll a really be- nice, like, inspirational quote and stuff after the rocket lifted off, which I liked. Did but, hear that, yeah. Uh, this is... Hydrogen burn-off igniters initiate. Seven, six, five, four-stage engine start. Three, two, one. Boosters in ignition. And liftoff of Artemis One. We rise together back to the moon and beyond. Oh, that's cool. 
That is I so got chills awesome. from the one part. But when he said, this right. One, boosters in ignition. Was that a boof? What? Was he, bo- yeah. Boosters in ignition. What's he saying there? I don't know. Booster, is he trying to say boosters ignition or boosters ignite? Or All I hear is boosters, boosters, boosters in ignition. Boosters which, in ignition. Is that, yeah. I don't think that's a word, is that's, it? No. He, one, boosters in ignition. Did he boof? Yeah, he might have. That's a bad place to boof. Isn't I mean, it? to be fair, if you're counting it, like I would have. After one, I would have full up pooped myself. I think, like he probably did. You know, like it happened and it's launching, and that's a very big moment. He probably boofed and pooped. And he he was probably thinking so much about the next totally. line he was going to deliver. And lift off of Artemis One, we rise together back to the moon and beyond. He nailed that part. He but did. He's probably in his own head. Totally. As, as he Two, one. Boosters and ignition. Boosters and ignition. Boosters and ignition. The boosters. I have to change my pants. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So my hairdresser found a gray hair, Beckler. Well, congratulations. It's a big deal. Welcome. My first gray hair. How did I beat you to gray hair? You're way older than me. Well, I don't know. You're eight months, okay, eight months younger than me. Eight months, that's it. So, yeah, and you beat me with gray hair. So now I think we're even, actually. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't have much gray in my in my actual hair, but I got gray in my beard yeah, you got and little, in my chest. Yeah. Um, you don't have the body hair or facial hair that I do. No, so no. Maybe. Although that also comes with gray. age. Yeah, the whiskers will come in and maybe they'll be gray when they come, you know? Old gray bush Jefferson. Old gray bush. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does that happen? Uh, are your I don't know. You don't, don't do those turn me. gray? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure everything does. Does well? No, I don't. It's like your leg hair turn gray and stuff. No. So why would I think your... it does eventually? It's got to. No. I don't think it does. Huh? And the hair down there? I don't think it. Okay, I'm going to Google this I'll when let we're you done know. talking. I'll <laughs> let you know, okay, if I get to that point. We'll have a discussion about that as well. But it was super weird. It's also weird that gray hair, do you find it's a lot more coarse? Oh, is it? No, I hadn't noticed. No, like my hairdresser points it to me and she's like, look, this is a gray hair. And I, first of all, I was like, excuse maybe you should have just plucked that out and not told me. But honestly, <laughs> but then she, and it's like a weird little curly coarse hair up there with this one rogue I was like what is that why is it different I don't know like I get that the pigment would go out of it but so weird I was like not only do you get old now you have to deal with this like witch's head of hair as well with this weird coarse broom hair up there <laughs> exactly was, honestly you have your nice hair your like, whole life and doing, then yeah, here he is <laughs> here I am doyle in trouble and if that's <laughs> Is that the case down there too? Is well, because that's awful. Just a cauldron of awful <laughs> aging sucks. Broom hair, you called it. You're, it's like, yeah. What's up with that? Your man? womb broom hair too. Just <laughs> here it is. Ah! Okay, it's just. I kind of like the gray hair in my beard, and like I, w- I would have much preferred to go gray up top than to go bald. Mm, I think. Well, gray- then you could have just fermented it, right? You will even. I think guys with gray hair look awesome. You know, can like, you just ferment your sin cave too, or? I'm sure you could, Shauna. Okay, just curious. you'll have to let us know. Again, I'm so curious about that now. Somebody <laughs> let us let us in on that. DNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, let's just say that we got more than enough responses. Uh huh. To that question, than yep. we really wanted. Uh-huh. Uh, we learned a lot about uh, the nether regions of our middle-aged and older listeners just yep. now. We got so real personal. With we some did. of our friends of the show. Yep. So. Uh-huh. Thank you for all that. Yeah. One person said they always had, they've always had like a white patch down there, and they said that they tried to get laser hair removal at one point, and it worked on everything but the white patch. 
which makes perfect sense yeah. because I think the lasers are they're drawn to pigment. They're more effective on like dark, coarse hair. They tell you that. And I guess this person has vitiligo, which is the. Um, How do you say it? Vitil- vitiligo. Vitili- vit- vitiligo. I've always. I've, oh. Maybe I've been pronouncing that wrong. Okay, vitiligo? maybe I've vitiligo? been pronouncing it wrong. No, that's. It's not. It's a weird word, but um, yeah. But yeah, and it's true because that's when your skin pigment changes, right? And you lose skin pigmentation and therefore hair pigmentation. Yes. And they said that's why they've had it for so long. But uh, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't react because it's not pigmented. So if you are gonna get ever gonna get laser hair removal, you have to do it before it your hair starts turning color, or it wouldn't uh-huh. work. Whoa. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'll look forward to that part of my life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If that starts happening, well, we'll have a discussion on the air about it. I'll tell you all, okay? Oh, I'm sure. Mm, all about the, it. N- nothing is sacred on this nope. show, is it? <laughs> the BNS 20 Minutes or Less podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Uh, heads up, this Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this, so this Saturday the 19th, uh, there's the grand opening, community grand opening for Vermilion Hill. Um Shane Holmes says it's essentially the Southwest community you didn't know you were waiting for. It's a higher-end, affordable community, with homes having double-car garages and hardy board exteriors as standard. Vermilion Hill is perfect for the Calgarians who care about living in the Southwest quadrant. That's me! So Shane Holmes is building paired homes and lane homes in the community, uh, and that's happening this Saturday, the, the grand opening. Uh, Vermilion Hill... check that out. Vermilion Hill is just south of the new... Costco at Sutina. Right, yeah. It's on the west edge of town, uh, west of Evergreen. I've seen it, yeah. I have too. I haven't been in there yet, but... Mm -mm. It looks awesome, though. when When we were buying our house, we briefly considered potentially building, and that would have been, like, my first choice of area. There's a few new developments there, and that would have been my first choice of where to live because you're really like Stoney's right there. You're right mountains. by Fish Creek, right? Like, yeah, you're right yeah. by Fish Creek. Uh, you're just a sto- stone's throw to the mountains if you're heading out towards Bright Creek. And awesome. really, it's not that far from downtown in terms of like newer communities nope. in the city. So that's it is a great location, Vermilion Hill. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. We got the funniest message from a friend of the show, Kristen, who listens from uh, a small town in Manitoba. And she said, your small town news segment is honestly painfully accurate. I live in a town so small in southwestern Manitoba that's considered a village. Out here, we have clever names for the people in town, mainly because everyone is named the same thing, like Jake, Bill, Peter, etc. So we've got Water Bill. That's a funny name. Yeah. Because he drove a half-ton truck with a water tank in the back. Shit Jake, who used to own the outhouse business. Shit Kevin, who <laughs> bought the outhouse <laughs> business from shit Jake. Hookhand Jake. That's kind of self-explanatory, oh, she God. says. And Dump Terry. He runs the local dump. His real name is Gary, but he's a total Terry. He smokes darts, big old half-ton, complains about his old lady. So he's been awarded the name of Dump Terry. Holy crap. Everyone knows who you're talking about if you use these names. That is <laughs> just phenomenal she said also when the outhouse business was sold by jake that was huge news out there oh it would be good evening our top story tonight in an historic acquisition kevin has purchased the outhouse business from jake merle withers has passed away a funeral will be held in the community center this saturday everyone is invited Linda has announced she'll be closing the store an hour early on Friday. Her grandson is playing in a hockey tournament two towns over, and she wants to leave extra time in case the roads are bad. A suspicious snowmobile was reportedly doing donuts in the hardware store parking lot. Anyone with information
Nation is asked to contact Terry, who wants to know what kind of sled it is and if it rips. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So World Cup footage or coverage has officially begun. And uh, it's kind of cool because I've had it on in the background for a little bit. One of the things I find neat about it is that you hear so many commentators and announcers from so many different countries. Mm. So it's not just, you know, yeah. English and Canadian speaking or whatever. It's people who have different accents from wherever, right? It's a global game, yep. Yeah, and a ton of European accents are in the, the coverage that I've been watching as well. Uh, in fact, one of the gentlemen I was watching yesterday, he has a pretty pronounced Scottish accent. <laughs> and I was laughing a little bit because I was like, it's pretty heavy. And if you're not used to hearing these accents, you may struggle a little bit trying to understand what they're saying, even though it's English, but it's a Scottish accent. Or right? some people more than others. Totally. Like my dad, if there's an accent in a show or something, like he basically needs to put the subtitles on. It's so funny. The slightest bit of an accent. He's like, I don't know what they're saying. Well, I find like the less <laughs> exposed you are to those accents too, the harder it's going to be for you to decipher, right? Like if you don't hear it that often, you're going to be like, what? So I've called up a clip of a gentleman who has a Scottish accent here. I thought maybe we could practice because we're going to be hearing a lot of different accents. Oh, boy. So here's a Scottish Putting one a for you. on the spot here, aren't you? I totally am. Uh, I'm going to give you a pack story to help you a little bit, though. So this gentleman, he owns a fishing guide company called Tweed Hills, and it's in the Scottish borders. So there's an area of Scotland called the Scottish borders, obviously bordering various okay. places. So just know that. Okay, here he, here we come. One of the most famous landmarks on the borders is Three Hills. One of the most famous... Land yachts? Landmarks. Landmarks. Very close, yeah. Uh, so it, the borders is three hills? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the myth is that Maryland split one hill into three and it left the two hills at the back of us. And the myth is that Maryland split one of the hills into three? Is that what he said? Yep. Okay. Yep, good. We never get the good weather. And as you can see today, there's no sunshine. It's a typical Scottish borders day. Typical Scottish borders day? Yep. Yep. Okay. No, the first part, whatever, you know, we'll jump ahead. <laughs> tweed, tweed Guides, it's just been set up. It's about in its third year now, like. <sighs> tweed Guides has been set up at about as dodgy, is that? Uh, no. Tweed Guides, it's just been set up. It's about in its third year now, like. It's about in its third year wow. now, like. No, I I got lost there. Yeah, yeah. His accent is super thick, super isn't it? Super thick, yeah. And that part there, it's kind of a, you know, combined. Uh, but it's about in its third year now, like. And so it's also adding like at the end, like that. That's a very Scottish okay. thing, right? Okay. And we bring people over from all walks of life. We bring them fishing anywhere they want to go. And we bring people from all walks of life. We bring them fishing. Anywhere they want to go. Nope. Anywhere they want to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Takes a while to figure that one out for sure. And we just want to get people together to have fun and enjoy fishing together. One of the most famous. Lo- oh, sorry. One jumped up. Yeah, I got them. Just want people to have fun, enjoy fishing together. There you go. I think if I went. To a part of Scotland that had like such a thick accent like that, yep, I would just be exhausted. You yep. know, from just listening so hard, totally all day. You'd probably pick it up though, right? Totally, like, and you did super it. well. Yeah, like that was that was very impressive. You got most of what he was saying. There's a lot of people out there that uh, wouldn't get that far. Including we should give your this dad. test to my dad. I next. think maybe we should. <laughs> VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was reading a bit about humanity's past attempts to contact extraterrestrial life. Um, okay. Yeah. Little stoner chat for you here on a Thursday morning. All right, here we go. Super interesting. Strap though. in. Let's. So let's I guess hear it. if you go back to like the 1800s, it was fairly widely believed that there was intelligent life on the moon and perhaps Mars and Venus too, and like cities and stuff. Right. Um, and there were different proposals as to how to like contact because this is before radio. This is before there was any way to like send a message that way. Right. So how could we contact the people who are living on the moon? 
And some of the proposals, there's lots you can read about, but they're really funny. Like there was this one Austrian astronomer who suggested that we dig canals in the Sahara Desert and then fill them with water, put kerosene on top of the water, and then light it on fire so that throughout the night you could like spell a message. Holy Almost hell. like a giant light bright dug in wow. the sand, but using kerosene. Yeah. So that was one proposal. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Pretty ingenious. Lots it's of pretty work. pretty badass. Wouldn't have worked either. Nope, but yeah. Um, there was also, there was something called the Guzman Prize. And there was this wealthy French woman in her will when she died. She left 100,000 francs to anybody who could prove that they had communicated with extraterrestrial life. But she excluded Mars because she's like, well, that's too easy. Like, there are people on Mars and Mars is too close. So that's if you contact Mars, that doesn't count. You don't win wow. this money. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not quite, but uh, yeah, good theory. And then since then, I mean, in, in more modern times, um, like there have been several attempts to send messages out into space at certain stars and stuff. Like uh, the astronomer Frank Drake was part of SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Uh, he composed this message, message and they sent it at the constellation Hercules. And it's not supposed to get there for 22,000 years. But at the time, that was very controversial in the scientific community because some people think that maybe we don't want to let everyone know that we're here. Right. Which is such a terrifying thought, yep, isn't it? It totally is. If somebody finds out and they decide to come attack, then yeah. here we go. And it's one of the potential answers to the Fermi paradox, right? Like, if there is intelligent life out there, why haven't we heard from them? It's like, well, maybe they know something that we don't. Yeah. Maybe they know to stay quiet and not broadcast where you're located. Totally. So that a more advanced civilization can come and murk us. But, I mean... The counter argument to that is that the the cat's already out of the bag in terms of like radio and television broadcasts. Like even this is what we're saying right now is beaming out into space. Yep. And thousands the aliens of years are listening right now, now and are laughing. You think they are? Yeah. <laughs> they get our jokes. <laughs> they get they our jokes. They have a similar sense of they? humor for sure. Big fans. They have a lot of words for butts too. Okay. <laughs> we are absolutely massive in Andromeda. Yeah, for sure. Number one morning show in Andromeda. Hundred percent. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. So Trump is running for president again, as I'm sure you've, you've mm-hmm. heard. Uh, he announced that earlier this week, and I noticed though his tagline is the exact same: "Make America Great Again." His campaign slogan. His campaign slogan. I got thinking, I was like, normally wouldn't you go for a new campaign slogan? Would you use the same one over and over? Yeah, and like, in the context of this one, it doesn't even really make sense because, I mean, he was the president for four years. So was he saying that, like, did he not make America great again the first time around? Well, this is what I was like. I thought it might be make America great again again, you know? It would make more sense. I mean, it would imply that the Democrats have undone all yes. of his work in the past two years, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I mean, it just like, seems a bit strange. Like I was, just, it, it doesn't really work, does no, it? No, no, it's very. Uh, although I guess on the plus, like you, you just reuse all your campaign signs and everything that you've had printed, and I, I don't know, he yeah. maybe kept it all, and he has a lot of leftovers, so he's like, let's just use it again. Everybody's got a hat. Yeah, they yeah. sure do. So. I mean, I guess you could have just slapped again twice on the back end if you really wanted to update it. But yeah, it just seems very strange <laughs> Make to me. America great again one more time. Yeah. Now just to add that to the end of everything. Well, clearly we have see, we can see that this is just added, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's a fine slogan the first time you're running. Yeah. It doesn't really work when you've already been the president. No. A little bit confusing, but <laughs> here we are. So... Good. We're doing it again. Good for the environment, <laughs> I suppose. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Good morning. I was hoping I could tell you about one of my favorite Terries of all time. We would love to hear about it. Please. 
I used to work with a guy, and his name was Russ. And Russ had a shaved head skullet, went down to his mid-back. <laughs> he was married to an ex-stripper. He had two cars. One was an 80s IROC, and one was an 80s Mustang. <laughs> he showed up to our Christmas party in leather pants. <laughs> and when I went to go get my first tattoo, I asked him if he had one, and he, or I asked him if he had a tattoo. He said, I just have one. And he t- lifted up his shirt with a giant eagle across his whole back. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then for his birthday one year, his kid got him more tattoo money. So he got a snake drawn into the eagle's talons that went down into his crotch. Just phenomenal. No, and he was the nicest guy and the hardest worker, but just a banger from the old days. Terry oh, often man. is the nicest guy and the hardest worker. Yeah. He really is. That's true. Yeah. Um, now was this like was it kind of a bit for Russ, or was he like legitimate? Was that is that this just who he was? Lifestyle. Like this is all he lived. Like he he lived to, to this whole lifestyle. Like and the stripper wife. Like <laughs> it all comes together so nicely. Yeah, I guess you don't enter into a marriage or get an eagle tattoo with a snake if you aren't like pretty committed to it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's it's his way of life, and and he was not embarrassed by the melody either. Even even though people talked about him, talked about it to him, you're just like whatever. I like it. Oh it's man. My style. Yeah, he's confident. That's he, knows, great. he knows who he is. Good for him. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A friend sent me this article yesterday, and this was the headline. Make beans sexy. New campaign group promoting the environmental benefits of beans. Are they ganking our bit? I. It seems like <laughs> it. Like, I read, I was like, oh my God. And they were just, you know, the article, I didn't actually read the article, I have to be honest with you, but it was obviously talking about how eating beans is good for you, and there's this the environment. new environmental advocate group that's trying to sell people on beans, and I was like, well, clearly they need our help. It says right there, make beans sexy. <laughs> did they go on to make beans sexy? They did not, In no. the campaign, or they did didn't. they, now nope. they came up short, They're waiting right? for us, yeah. All right, so, well, here, here's a freebie there, bean lobby. Yep. <laughs> We'll send this right to ya. Mine's quite pun heavy. I'll just let you know. Oh, uh, I got a few in here too. It's okay. All right, we'll make beans sexy. sexy. Mmm, beans. <laughs> it's just not a sexy word, is it? Mm. It really isn't. Beans. I like chicks pee. I mean, chickpeas. Ooh. You can't be opening with that. <laughs> Sorry, I should have ended with that. <laughs> We've thrown it off. To oh. Okay. Should I be rough or should I be lentil? Oh, my. Your bean is garbanzo. I can't wait to put it in my hot stew. Mm-hmm. This is disgusting. This is so gross. My pulse is quickening. My legs are jelly. That's some thick gas you've got there. Mm. Mm. Okay, this one's the shoe on. on I'll do you a favor. Lima, put it pinto your yellow eye. Uh, I'm done. Okay. That's it. I'm done. See you later. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Audio. As soon as we started playing this song, several people pointed out how similar it sounds to The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. The Beautiful People, The Beautiful People, The Beautiful People. 
Totally. And you wonder if anybody brought that up in the writing or the recording process for this song. I feel like it must have been brought up. It's the first thing you hear. Yes. So I'm sure as professional musicians, they could hear it too. In fact, I'm sure... I, like, Did they not have to ask permission? <laughs> it's very close. When I used to play in a band, sometimes a guy would bring us a, a song, a new song to practice and would say, here, listen to what I wrote. And we're like, were you listening to this song while you wrote it? Because that song already exists. <laughs> it's exactly this other song. And then they'd be so mad. But yeah. I mean, it's subconscious inspiration, perhaps. Totally. But, yeah. Or just a terrible coincidence. Pitchfork reviewed this album and didn't have real nice things to say. It says, The UK band slaps a shiny new label on the grafted remains of better songs and calls it the ninth Muse album. The critic then says a common subject in Matt Bellamy's lyrics is, quote, I'm so horny that my gonads have leapt into my throat and started knocking against my larynx like a fleshy Newton's cradle. Newton's cradle. Good word for bits. We need a Matt describes this song as a populist parody, sort of the antithesis to their song Uprising. He says this song is almost, quote, do we know that we're stupid now? Do we know how silly this sounds and looks? Muse's record label told them they needed to make a best of album. It was actually a contractual obligation, but the band didn't want to do it. So they made this album instead, which they feel represents the best of more so than Greatest Hits would. I'm not sure that satisfied the record label, though. So we may still see a Muse Greatest Hits album in the future. VNS in 20 minutes or less. We were talking about different wedding traditions yesterday and how they came to be and got a couple messages. Mary on Twitter said, Further to your wedding conversation, the reason rings and hand-holding is with the left hand is because traditionally men were taught to sword fight with their right hand. So it had to stay free in case the groom backed out or the father chose to keep the bride and it ended with a sword fight. <laughs> Everything you've just told us about old weddings make them sound far more exciting. I, that's what I think. I was like, I would get married. Like right now, I'm kind of like, man, I don't know about getting married. If it was this exciting, their stakes were this high, I think maybe I would. If there were more sword fights? Yeah. Uh, we also got asked about the garter tradition, which is always so funny. And we've talked about before how ridiculous that is, right? It's the weirdest thing. Like, yeah, I was put my head up my new wife's dress in front of her grandparents and everybody. Like, yeah. We, McKenna and I were like, absolutely not. I know. <laughs> nope. So I guess that was part of the tradition of accompanying the bride and groom up to their bedroom to consummate the marriage. So back in the dark ages, the family would actually help the couple get to it by ripping off their clothing. And it was always considered a good omen if you took a piece of the wedding attire and it was always from the, the bride. So people would often steal the garter because that would be holding her stockings up back then. It was actually a practical use. So people would take that because that, of course, meant that. You know, they would probably be wed next. Right, that's the last wanted. thing to come off. Mm -hmm. So that was where that started. Yeah, I wouldn't want any part of that either. No. <laughs> your family all in your bedroom with you? Okay. And then ripping your clothing off? Like, no, I'm good. Uh, Dad. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Dad, turn the other <laughs> way. Uh, and then the cans on the bumper thing. You know how you see that yeah. when people drive away? So I guess that came from a tradition back in the early 20th century where 
Once you went to bed, the wedding party would then return along with your friends and they'd bang pots and pans under your windowsill. And back then you were expected at midnight to reappear fully dressed in all your wedding attire and you were supposed to feed the friends and family then to get them to shut up and stop banging pots and pans. Like a midnight lunch. Like a midnight lunch. And that's, I'm sure, where that tradition Uh, came from as well. But that came from even earlier in France. So it was called a a chivalry, I think. And it was held for grooms from out of town. And these grooms were stealing away one of the local women. That's what it was seen as because they were from out of town and they were stealing away one of the local women. So the other men then would go and bang the pots and pans and you would have to feed them at midnight to appease or say, I'm sorry for stealing one of your local women that they wanted. Man, it was just wild back then. Hey, back then. And all these things that we still do today that we didn't know the origins of, hey? Yeah, yeah. Like, I've always wondered about the cans thing. The that cans, was like, yeah. What? Why is that? That's annoying. Now I get it. And I don't know if I'd... Because you've stolen a local, a local woman and, and the local boys are mad about Somebody it. Somebody should arrest that car. VNS <laughs> no. in 20 minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So I was learning about pandas a little bit. Uh, so China owns all the pandas in the world now. All of them. All of them. And you can rent them out, which, of course, if you remember, we had the panda exhibit at the zoo here. Yeah, do you remember how bit? hard we laughed about when yep. they were shipped in? Totally. It was FedEx that did the shipping? Yeah, like, so we're like well, they flew the pandas in via FedEx. It was they very don't have odd. A panda shipping company? Well, nope. of course they don't, because that wouldn't make any money. No, it wouldn't. So FedEx had to do it, which, how do you even think about it? Anyway, uh, but you can actually rent out these pandas for uh, between 500000 and a million dollars. For how long? Uh, so it's typically a 10-year contract, and then you can choose to renew if you'd like after that. Uh, ours was much shorter than that, though, and I know we had some issues with getting the pandas the proper amount of food and everything else. Yeah, because they eat so much bamboo. So much bamboo. And bamboo is not native to Calgary, if you no. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So. so then there's, we have to have designated bamboo shipping on top of the designated panda shipping, and it gets very expensive for us here in Canada. So uh, we sent the, the pandas back, but yeah, if you wanted, you could just rent out one of the pandas for... For, a say, a million dollars. bucks for 10 years? Yeah. To be fair, I probably would assume they wouldn't just rent it out to anybody. You probably need to be an established zoo, but I don't think that would have to be that hard either. No, or at least just prove that you have the capacity to care yeah. for a panda. Um, you have a like you just, for a million dollars. You just know there's some like royalty in the Gulf states that have their own pandas. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure they talked to China and China was like, sure, give us a million dollars for whatever. And here's your panda. That would be wild to go to a party and there's a panda there. Yeah. It would be incredible. I guess the money goes to panda conservation as well. So it's actually the money goes for a good cause to help preserve the pandas, which also makes sense. But there you go. You can have your own royalty probably does somewhere. And I'd like to have my own panda. Thank you. When we were talking, when we were at uh, one weekend only, I for my costume I was painted orange, mm-hmm. orange and gold. I was Aquaman. Yeah. Um, and a friend mentioned that she said because the paint was kind of like getting everywhere. You know, like when we left As the hotel, does. I felt bad because all the towels looked like it looked like an Oompa Loompa had been murdered in there because yeah. the body paint exploded. And a friend said that her friend does like fitness competitions, and said that fitness competitors have to bring their own sheets to the hotel. Oh my god! Because they. Have that weird tan, right? right? They they get so fake sense. tanned yeah. that the hotels are like, well, you can't use our sheets because you absolutely ruin them. Holy, so, that's funny. They have like all these spray, so much spray tan going on that they have to bring their own sheets, make the bed at the hotel, wow. murder those sheets, yeah. and then take them with them. 
Uh, that's pretty funny. I wonder how long it took and how many Oompa Loompas were murdered before they were like, we need to stop allowing these people to use our sheets. You know? We're putting our foot down, okay? Yeah, like, holy crap, that is the 40th room that looks like an Oompa Loompa was killed. Oh, the IFBB Pro Invitational is at the hotel again this yep. weekend? Great. There go all of our white sheets. Yep, yep. So, all ruined once again. So you're bringing your own this time. I mean, as someone who works out a lot and tries to get in shape, I mean, I, I respect what bodybuilders and fitness competitors I have do as done. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. But you got to, like, when you're, the night before the competition, when you're, you're so light-headed because you haven't eaten anything, and you're all fake, you're this weird color, and you're wearing your little panties, and you're making the hotel bed with your own sheets, do you ask yourself, like, what am I doing here? You get up, and there's an outline of orange from where you were sleeping, and it looks is, like... Is this a sport? Yeah, like, is, honestly. <laughs> You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.